0: Welcome back to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondike, and today I'm joined with Andrew Colon. Um, As mentioned in the last episode, we'll be transitioning out um, into a new summer series. So what we'll be doing, we'll be continuing with the guests that we're going to have on the show um, twice per month. And we're also going to be doing uh, a summer series, which is going to get a little bit more in depth with particular topics. Uh, a lot of questions that uh, that you might have, and I, I, I know that we have. Um, and so without further ado, I, I brought Andrew in, and what we're what we're, we'll be doing today is looking at a, a few a few books. So as mentioned earlier, we're going to be focusing today on uh, John Eldridge and his latest book, Get Your Life Back: Everyday Practices for a World gone mad and then we have john mark comer as well the ruthless elimination of hurry uh if you're on youtube you can see that i have these right here if you're on podcasts well you can just uh you can google and look on amazon to see see what the cover looks like um so um excited to be here uh andrew thanks so much for for joining me today thanks for having me man. excited to be here yes sir all right so topic one um let's break it down so we 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 kind of see this as, as slowing down. So both of these books are focusing on slowing down. Mm-hmm. And so just to kind of guide us into how we, how we process these books. First, I just want to have an opening question. Um, and I'll ask it for you, you first. How has this coronavirus, this season, so right now it's, you know, we're in May, but this is, I feel like we've been in a similar season for the past few months now. How mm-hmm. has it impacted the way that you think about your time um, and just
1: time in general? yeah it's a great question i think what i'm learning about myself is i often use the lack of time as an excuse for so many things and that excuse off the table now Mm. and so i'm learning um, how to utilize time as a resource and my understanding of how it affects my daily life how it impacts my values how it impacts many different aspects and because of it um what is floating to the surface now in these moments that i have the time that i have the space that i can focus on it is really key and so understanding time is this valuable 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 very very limited resource that we all have we've been blessed with and how do we navigate it is important Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so yeah i think i'm learning that time is no longer an excuse now and so how do i go forward right right
0: right right. no i think that's that's good and something that. I, so I'm, I, um, and we'll, we'll have a later conversation on the Enneagram. We'll kind of talk, break that down. Yes. But for, for the time being, right, I'm, I'm a type, I'm a type one. And so mm. a lot of, I'm a kind of naturally a perfectionist. And so, and I like to have a lot of things in order. I like to be kind of know what's certain, what's, what I can make certain mm. and just kind of have these time frames that are all mapped out and blocked. And I, what I'm finding for myself is that I'm like. I've just been readjusting. I feel like every single day I'm trying to figure out, um, is this in, is this rhythm that I've established the day before actually good? Mm. Um, and it feels like, you know, things are changing uh, every, you know, every day. And I, I, I try and think about it less every day, but more about every week, just so it's a little less daunting. Mm. Um, but what I'm noticing is that like, even though these, er- these external circumstances are changing, my decision, like, I I have to find a constant in my decision making Mm. and in the choices that I of how I use my time and I think you said it well of, like aligning my values Mm. to and my my priorities into Mm. how I into how I spend my time. How has your, like I guess yeah, how has your spiritual life changed in this season that you're in?
1: Yeah, I mean it's. I think on one level, the metrics of success have shifted just a bit in the way, because time is now different, right? And, and how we, uh, hmm. because time seems like it's extended, like it's slowed down right now, it's not necessarily do I check off the box and is my thing, is my spiritual discipline done, Are my devotions done, is my quiet right. time done? Right. Cool. It's now this question of, am I utilizing the time that I have to the best of its capacity, right? But which hours of the day am I giving prominence to the spiritual component of my life hmm knowing that my days seem to be stretched right now, that sometimes the Zoom calls run late or sometimes because we're reacting to things in the moment that we have to enact immediately. So I'm asking myself this question now of saying, God, what moment of my day is the most fruitful for you? I want to give you the first fruits of my time. And so if that is the, the earliest hours of the day, then God, I give it to you in those moments. And so, yeah, man, I think I'm, I'm asking these questions about in what place does... Uh, yeah, how do I leverage my my moments of time, and not think of time as just just a resource, but also think of it as a significantly ex, uh, something that that is very unique in each moment. Um, it's not the same currency. It's not all ten dollar bills. Some of them are hundred dollar mm-hmm. bills. Some of them are fives and tens. And so think right, about time right, in that right. that fashion.
0: Right, right. No, I think that's yeah. No, that that's good, and it's um it's funny you mentioned like zoom call it's almost like that's becoming like a normal normal thing now and it's like nobody no
1: more zoom no more yeah like
0: no, no one even said zoom call before this started mm-hmm. right until until now They're like oh yeah zoom call and it's like oh it's like kleenex you know it's like a, it's like a name brand now <laughs> yes it's bad it's bad it's bad um well for yeah so for today we've mentioned that there's going to be uh two books that we're looking at right so we have john mark comer's book and john eldridge um and so John Mark Comer has written a few books. John Eldridge has written uh, a good handful of books. Mm. Uh, I've had John Eldridge on the podcast before, twice. Um, and I, I really do, do love this book. Um, and so, yeah, so I guess diagnosing the situation is kind of what I'm thinking about mm. first. And both of these books really address hurry, the speed of life, the pace that we're going at, and how this is impacting our soul. Mm. So I think the first thing is like, okay... What have you noticed about yourself that you're maybe moving at a little bit of qu- a quicker pace? Mm. Um, because I think these these books have really hit off and they've resonated with a lot of people mm. because it's like, yeah, this is so true, especially where we are in the United States. Um, and in the Western world, like we're moving at a very fast pace and we're going to break mm. down some of the stats. But um, what have you noticed with yourself, kind of
1: with the pace that you're operating at? Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh... It's almost a scary question to think about, right? It's that cold water in the face at a difficult moment of life to stop and pause and say, man, I'm, I'm hurrying more than I need to. And yeah. I think the scary thing is I'm realizing life has passed by faster than it needed to because I forced that pace for it to go. Um, and so, yeah, I think I, I actually bought this book the day before uh, the lockdown started. Mm-hmm. and it was just this perfect timing book to realize that that uh, i was a, as john mark homer calls it hurry sickness i was mm-hmm. deathly ill with hurry sickness so forcing myself from one thing to another um and realizing that the best things in life are unhurried and so i think for me noticing especially in the ministry context yeah. of the things that i used to define success was how many meetings did i book a day how many counseling sessions did i do yeah. and for me to feel satisfied at the end of the day i had to feel like mm-hmm. i earned my paycheck in that particular way and to realize there, there are different ways of earning your your pay, right? There's different ways of doing that or feeling accomplished and successful yeah. in that way. That doesn't have to be because I spent my time or because I maximized all my time that particular way. Like, there are some different things that are deeper and richer. Um, and so, yeah, I think I've noticed myself and and unfortunately that the, the pressures of ministry in that particular way, right? Like, the people are putting that expectation on us to mm-hmm. think in those terms. I say, that's not... It's not a good way to go. And I found myself leading out of this hurriedness, leading out of my capacity, out of my ability to put the meetings in the play and, and think like I could micromanage every aspect of God's will in the lives of everybody mm-hmm. else. Because I had the schedule managed and I had the time to do so. And now realizing I don't have the time, I don't have the capacity, nor do I know God's will well enough for everybody else. Yeah. And to say, if I slow down, spend the time in the deep things that God has called me to, then out of that richness, then I get to minister. And so it's, a, it's coming from a different place. So yeah, so hurrying, I think, affects so many different things. I think it's a scary subject, <laughs> but real.
0: Yeah, no, no, no t- totally. And even as I'm thinking about that, I'm like trying to take a step, like have that self-awareness to take a step mm. back myself and be like, all right, am I just trying to get to the next point and move on to the next, even like the next question in the interview, right? Like, yeah. And I think so often it's like, and we see this in our in our days all the time, right? It's like, however we can save even like a half second of time, right? I'm, I find myself doing a lot of multitasking, which I think has been a challenge. It's not fully present, you know, Mm. people like, well, you know, you can multitask and it's like, you can, but are you actually, are you really devoting yourself Mm. to one task? And it's, are you getting, are you devoting yourself to a task so that you not only can, can really focus and master and be good at that, but also Mm. that you're really leaning into where God is speaking to you in that particular time. Mm. Right. And I think, yeah, and so there's, there's a few stats that I want to break down. But before I do, there's um, uh, John Mark Comer kind of has this introduction, um, and, and this is Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 to 30. And so it, it reads, uh, this is kind of, a, a, I'd say, a guiding scripture that we're mm-hmm. going to kind of think about as we think about rest. Um, and just what is, yeah, processing how, how Jesus thought about rest. So it says, come to me, all, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And this is Matthew 11, 28 to 30, and this is, yeah, this is uh, Jesus speaking directly. Mm-hmm. Is there, is there, I, I, I'm sure you've heard that scripture before, and <laughs> and you've, um, but I think sometimes we we kind of look over it and we don't, we don't uh, mm. we don't double back. So here's some some stats that I pulled that um, from both John Mark Homer's book and from John Eldridge. So John Mark Homer says um, the average American works four times more weeks per year than they did in 1979. Yikes. Four times uh, more weeks per year than they did, right?
1: Mm.
0: And <laughs> that we could go in a whole di- whole different directions with that. But the other other one is attention span is less than a goldfish. <laughs> Which is, yeah, we lost. We lost. We lost. Right. We, yeah. And that That's that's where it hit me. I'm like, okay. And which is, uh, the, the, the attention span for a goldfish is nine seconds. Um, and we're at eight. And this is dropping. So we were at 12 whole in 12. 2000. A whole 12 <laughs> seconds. Right? It's not saying much that we're only three seconds above from a goldfish. But the fact that we are dropping below a goldfish is saying something. Yes. And that was in 2000, right? So 2020, 20 years ago, which... I think in the grand, like 20 20 years to God is not a a long time. And so... most humans even, right? And to most humans, right, right. And so that's, that's, yeah, so that's interesting. Mm. Um, And and so from this, I think that there's, I think one part in diagnosing the situation, not only kind of on a macro bigger scale, but is how it impacts your life. So one thing Mm -hmm. that you said, or you personally, right? is um can you can you double back on you said like this 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 hurried uh just this this overall hurried feel that you have is there any kind of signs that you that you kind of felt in your you saw in your personality and the way that you were going about your relationships and just you're like yeah this is not not normal for me
1: yeah i think i first noticed it with my kid right it was this thing of like it was easy to hurry through other things of life, and this moment where hurrying became a habit, in a moment where I could have just been enjoying with my kid, mm. I felt like I needed to hurry through it and get to the other side, or move mm. us from one point to another point. And I realized this, is the, this this little microcosm of my relationship with God, of a lot of different mm. things, yeah. and to see in that lens, I always complain that my, my daughter's growing up too fast. Yeah. And now I'm starting to realize it was me pushing the gas pedal. Nobody else. It was me wanting to get from moment to moment and not think about these. Just dwelling in a moment and just stopping and realizing. And and so yeah, when I started, and it's these little little things I realized, like when I started paying, or when I started doing more, when more of my attention was given to counting down the clock to the next step, to the next stage, to the next appointment, versus actually paying attention to what was going on in that moment. Um, when I started realizing that so much stuff was happening before my eyes, and I was missing it because I was, I was so anxious about what was coming on next. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think the first thing, I would consider myself a pretty observant person, and when I stopped noticing the details in front mm-hmm. of me, um, when I just wanted to get to the next chapter, and I stopped noticing the richness and the beauty that was sitting right before my eyes, that's when I started realizing that I'm missing out on so much. And the depth doesn't happen in accomplishing one skip to the next skip to the next jump, the next stage. The depth is in squeezing the juice out of every moment and feeling the richness of what's there. Um, And when I began to realize that was not only impacting my relationships with my family, with my friends, with my coworkers, with people in ministry with, but ultimately my relationship with God, right? I, I realized, like, reading, accomplishing that I read the Bible through every single year, wasn't the biggest thing, right? If, right? if I squeeze the orange and found out in a single verse there's enough beauty to enrich my soul in that moment, yeah. if I could just land there and eat that, um, that so much could be different. And so, when I begin, you know, I think missing out on the details, and and uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah no, I think that's 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 incredible. And I, I'm with you, I think just, just recently I've started to read scripture a little bit slower and I've started to read and just appreciate like one verse at a time mm. or one passage at a time, right? And so, we're uh, we're in a Bible study now and we're, we're breaking down. We're looking at the gospel of John and it's mm. like, you know, it's been how many weeks, maybe been 10 weeks and or yeah. And we're, I think we're in John nine now. And it's like, we're doing less than a chapter, a study. And, it, so and it and for me, it yeah, it's great. And it it's feels so, so it's so hard. There's like this resistance of like, I'm like, this is all, this is the only place I am. Right. Like, can I just check this box and move on? And I think that, that mentality of this checkbox, this to-do list Mm. is this, and how we kind of conceive productivity is, is definitely taking a toll. And it's because we're not just sitting in and like, and you think, and the thing is like, you think growth always comes from doing more, producing Mm. more, consuming more. And it's not always the case. Mm. And I think sometimes we kind of imprint our own understanding of what productivity is, with what the word says of how how productivity isn't even always an appropriate way of measuring, mm. as you said, success. Yeah, um, and just not even the right like the lens or the right hermeneutic to look at it. Yeah. Right, and so
1: you wonder like how American that is too, right? Like we love after the industrial revolution, we're like, dude, productivity through the roof. If you can yeah. build it, maximize it, make it happen, and yeah. we've. I mean. We've, we've applied that same metric to discipleship and following Jesus. And you're like, is that the way Jesus went about it? And and yeah. um, I think of two things, right? I think of Jesus coming back to Capernaum or leaving Capernaum, crossing over the Sea of Galilee, and all the disciples are saying, Jesus, everyone is ready for you. They're here and they want to hear from you. And Jesus decides to leave and go to the wilderness and pray. Like, yeah. oh, you had the moment to capitalize and make the most of your ministry. If you want yeah. to be a rock star preacher, that was your moment. And Jesus no, it's not what I'm about. Um, and so he pulls wow. away yeah. and seems to be unproductive, but he's rich, he's he's making a deep dive into his relationship with God, and it's from that strength that everything else that he does makes sense. I think of trees that they say they grow most in the winter, but it's underground, it's the roots that go deepest, and it doesn't seem on the outside like it's productive, but when you think about it, right, the people that we most admire in the faith aren't always the people who... Are out there leading a megachurch doing crazy stuff. It's the people who are diving deep. It's the mm. Sunday school teacher who you know is, is striking at your heart from a rich place um, because they spend time, right? Like, you know. Uh, and so, yeah, thinking about it, it's impacting us, it's, it's, mm. but we're swimming in that culture, so it's it's scary.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's a, yeah, I, I was nodding my, my head a lot during that because I think that there's, there's so much that we are, yeah, I, I guess just that we're, Again, I think sometimes we we get we get so trapped in our in our own ways and mm-hmm. what we think about that we just we we really we miss the bigger picture, um, and and then the point that you had shifted to is something actually something I wanted to get into as well is like how and this and uh, John Mark talks about this is like as Jesus got had more demands right got more got more popular mm. people were looking to get on his calendar right <laughs> you know, like your calendar link <laughs> yeah <helping> your zoom <laughs> it was like that he actually went to the wilderness more, mm. you know, and so he we he talks about as he you know Jesus was always full, but he was never busy
1: mm.
0: yeah, and so this i i I love that dichotomy of like yeah being busy being full, how can we kind of navigate that that really those those two kind of polarities mm. and find ourselves being being full yeah um that's huge. A few, a few things that I wanted to think about, which was helpful for me, and I'm sure will be helpful for a lot of our listeners is maybe some signs that you are, you personally are in a space where you need to, need to slow down, Mm. um, irritability, hypersensitivity, restlessness, workaholism, emotional numbness, out of order priorities, something we talked about, lack, Mm. lack of care for your body. Mm. escapist behaviors slippage of spiritual disciplines isolation
1: mm.
0: and so those and then you know these are just a subset really of, uh, of a lot of different signs mm. that we can point to um and then and and then just the last point here on on just on diagnosing the situation i think john Eldridge talks about time that we're spending indoors and so i think this is a really interesting stat mm-hmm. of what we don't Something I pay attention to. I was always outside when I was younger and I just That's I just love being out. Right. And it's like you know you don't see kids playing outside mm. anymore. You know, like playing pickup game of basketball or mm. even just like going for like a run or like a bike ride around the street. Yeah. Right. And so um the stat one of the stats mentioned was ninety three percent of people are spending their, their life indoors, right? This includes tra- this includes transportation as well. So being in a mm. being in a you know subway or car. Um and I think, yeah, and I mean, it's just like, you know, I don't always, I feel like when I'm inside, I'm not always, um, doing a lot of, I think when I'm inside, a lot of my time is spent on my phone, mm. on my computer, on my device, my laptop, mm. et cetera, et cetera. My, my new PlayStation 4. Hey, yes. So, so, um, anyways, mm. but, but there's hope. And I think this is what is so intriguing about, um, the way of Jesus and the path that he offers forward Mm. is that we can see through scripture, we can see different ways that he engaged with, um, with busyness and Mm. what the path forward looked like. And we mentioned one of actually going out into the wilderness and Mm. this voluntary, um, move to spend more time with the father to, Mm. to be in this, in this deep relationship, um, And so yeah and so this is something that i want to to kind of think about processing the way out so you when you picked up this book and i'm sure the gears were turning for you a lot before then but like what at you see you kind of you looked at yourself and right this is a little bit more analytical approach right so we don't always doesn't always happen like this but i think it's helpful for the conversation how did you then decide all right so you you figured that you weren't spending time with your daughter uh as or really being in that moment being Mm -hmm. present what then how did you kind of start to process what this new way
1: forward would look like for you? Yeah, I think asking important questions is a big part of how I understand my relationship with God and asking God. Yeah. Um, again, these are the questions that I don't necessarily want to answer, but I need to answer because right. they're the ones that make, a, they're making the demands on my soul right now. Right. And so as CV hit, there's a couple questions we we're asking ourselves, but I wanted to posture myself in a way. I think Dallas Willard um, in his book, Renovation of the Heart, terms it this way, that you um, humans often lag behind the activity of God, that hmm. we we often miss out on what God is doing and the opportunity to join with God because we're we're just lagging behind And So uh, I think he turns it this way of this, we want to, uh, God is pouring out new wine and we're still looking for the wineskins, the new wineskins. And so like we're behind And So I wanted to hmm. take this moment and realize if God is slowing me down intentionally, and again, not saying God is using CV as a way to everybody slow down, but to say in my life at least, this is how I'm, I'm viewing it through the lens and saying that if God is asking this, then what are some new wineskins I need to put in? What are, what are some ways I can catch this opportunity? What are what are containers in my life that I can begin to prepare so that I can have unhurried space in my life? Um, and so for me, um, some of the questions we ask, A, what is God speaking? B, um, what new thing do I want to implement now that I wasn't doing before that I want to stay going for the rest of my life? Um, and what old thing did I stop doing because of CV that I never want to go back to ever again, even when CV is wow. all said and done? yeah. And so thinking through that lens, like, all right, what new thing? And, and so uh, every morning, I've, I've been sitting down with my daughter, and before we go to have breakfast or anything like that, again, just working from home right now, and, and um, but stopping and just cuddling on the couch and watching a little cartoon for 30 minutes before we start breakfast. Mm-hmm. been a thing where just, I don't put my phone, I, I just intentionally carve out a 30-minute space mm-hmm. where it's just me and her. Our world is mm-hmm. just us. Yeah. Um, and to take advantage of those moments. And so I think creating container spaces, creating moments where you know we're going to designate this unhurried space and so, mm-hmm. finding out what avenues, what categories of life need to have more unhurried space. Um, so, my wife and I, right, like yeah. moments where it's it's just you and me, baby. We're gonna have a date night. Nobody else on planet Earth is even gonna know our location except the you know uh, our family and the police if they need <laughs> and, to find and it. And right. Google because and, they have our they and have our Google, GPS. Dang it, they know. They know. Um, and so, yeah, you know what I mean. I think it's it's. Yeah. ask, you know, it's, it's creating the spaces for it to happen and trusting on the other right. side that if I create a container, that God will fill it with the new wine, right? That God will, God will give it what, what that needs for it to grow. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's, it's interesting, um, but it's hard work, right, to figure out where the space lies and what that looks like. Um, so, yeah. Totally.
0: And I, I think um, that, that container space for me really, really hit home as well and I think sometimes I, I try and I don't give, I don't allow enough time for, for just to be kind of in that space. Mm-hmm. And so like, even if I'm creating a space, I'm cutting it too short where like, you know, it's like, all right, I got 45 minutes. Let's be here right now. And it's like, well, like what if it takes longer than 45 minutes? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so uh, I think that is something that I'm, yeah. And it's just, it's such a change of pace that I'm, I have not been used to. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and, yeah, go ahead. I was just, and I think turning up the dosage, right, like to snap from 0 to 60 minutes of unhurried moments in the beginning is tough, right, like Right. I think at first even for my my silence moments, it was like I would set the timer on my phone for 10 minutes cuz I was like, dude, I don't even know how to exist beyond 10 minutes of quiet, right, like I just <laughs> Yeah. And so this training is this uh realizing it's okay to go so it's okay to fall off and go back and then move, you know, it's mm-hmm. never going to be this We don't often get the chance to go steady increments if you think of cancer patients anybody sometimes it's a step forward a step back but it's trajectory forward movement progress um and so yeah right it's it's uh, giving yourself the grace and allowing yourself to build the value um to input it as part of your identity and then move forward right because like the behavior for the sake of the behavior isn't going to do anything but allowing it to become an intrinsic part of Mm -hmm. who you are then you're cooking with fire you know i mean then you're doing something special Right. right right Right.
0: yeah no i know and i think we always our, our, our conception of progress is this linear mm. step by step by step by step by step. And right, like we want to grow and we want to be formed and changed and God to speak into our life to let his will be done. Mm. But we can, um, yeah, I think sometimes the false expectations of what those next step, steps look like mm. um, or even what the path forward looks like is um, can kind of take, can kind of t- hit us personally, you know, mm. like that we're not Living up to what we're supposed to, and so giving yourself some grace and letting that grace pour into you. Of, you're not going to get it all done. Yeah, you're not going to do it all. You're not perfect. You're not going to. You're not going to be in you know, and as an athlete, we call it this flow state, right? Mm. Of like, when you're really just in rhythm and you feel like nothing can kind of get you off, off, mm. off speed, you know.
1: Yeah, and I think too, right? Like. It's just that's a good way to begin thinking about life, right? Like the unhurried life in general. Sometimes it's these micro moments, but it's also a meta narrative of your life. Like, I think in James 1, he's writing to the church. He says, let perseverance finish its work. know hmm. about you? When I hit any trial, I'm trying to hurry through that baby like it's no one's business. Right. Like right. I, I want it to be done. And for James yeah. to encourage a persecuted church to say, let it finish its work. In another way to translate it maybe, right? Like, do not hurry through the process. Hmm. Um, even in those things, endure with intention, endure with purpose. If you're in a waiting right now, if you're waiting for a doctor to call you back, if you're waiting for a loved one to call you back, don't wait on your heels, wait on your toes with expectancy and be Mm. intentional about how you use the waiting moments. Um, And so, yeah, I think um, if we slow down, right, it's just such a pivoting place for so many different things. Even if a trial, right, If, if we slow down and see what's actually happening, we can see like so God's will is often A to C and B is used to work on us. Right. Like and so if we hurry from A to C mm. we miss out on what God'll do in B mm. and it's like, Hey man, I just want to as much as it might hurt, I want to enjoy what God is doing and experience mm. it and be able to sense it in the moment because I don't want to look back ten years and say, Man, God was up to something great in that second but because I was trying to get away from it, I missed out on it, right. you know, the tremendous growth that could have been happening and so Right.
0: Right. I, I so a lot of the a lot of listeners don't don't know you personally and um. To the extent that you feel comfortable, like sharing, kind of before you know leading a, a, a youth congregation or as mm. a youth pastor, and then transitioning now, not in that role anymore, mm. and just just because you're you're in a different place, right? Mm. And we we've talked about this offline about like what this you know what, where where you are right now for the for, for whatever however long this might be is just kind of a it's a. A little bit of a reset, I'd say, and it's yes. it's definitely taking a step back to kind of, um, yeah, I think, really kind of, I guess, re- regain your soul in some areas that maybe were untendered yeah, really to, right? <laughs> so, can you, to the extent that you feel comfortable, just share kind of what that process looked like? Because I know that there's a lot of people here who are in, they're in, maybe they're in a job, they're in a relationship, mm-hmm. they're in uh, a situation where they're just feeling like they're they're not leaning into. Um, where they're best maybe uh, and their time is being spent on a lot of things that aren't
1: bearing the most fruit Mm. yeah man it's it's a honor to share part of that story and and yeah i think uh so again was a youth pastor at a church and serving um realizing that the demands of ministry not this isn't no one to blame but me but i allowed the demands of Mm -hmm. ministry to creep up on me um I wasn't Sabbathing well. I wasn't taking those restful moments as intentionally as I could. And so my schedule creeped up. A lot of things. It's funny how it creeps up. It begins to happen. And you begin to get to this place where you're doing the will of God. You're doing ministry as you think it should be done and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then as I felt God begin to transition me, I get to this place where I'm at this new job and, and things are changed. My schedule is dramatically different right. and things like right. that. And it's in that moment of when things unhurried that I began to realize I had scars and wounds I didn't know where they came from. I'm looking at my spiritual flesh and I'm saying, where did that come from? When, when, what happened? Why am I why am I responding to the situation this way? And begin realizing that those are these things. And um, and so yeah, and so we're we're in this stage now where I'm originally from New York. Eight and a half million people. I now live in a town of 2,400 people. There was more people in my high school than there is in my town. And everything within me is screaming, get me out of these woods. I'm probably the only Hispanic dude for a 1,000 miles. and in these. Uh, but it's in this moment that I'm realizing this is exactly where God needs me to be. That God has been doing such a restorative work. And, and I, sometimes I think, like, this is my wilderness right now. But for the Israelites, God drew them out to draw them in. I think that's what's happening right now. God's drawing us out to draw us in, to shape us and mold us, to be effective to where the next step is. And so as much as when I go to the, there's a country, I'm at a place where we have country stores. And as much as when I'm in these moments, I say, I've got to get out of here. I say, I've got to stay. I cannot rush this moment. I can't hurry through it because if I don't let God finish his work right now, I won't be as effective, or I won't be. And again, it's weird because I won't be as effective. I won't be. I don't think I'll be the kind of person I want to be and who I think God wants me to be to do what He wants me to do next. And I want to do that with everything I've got. And so if it means being here in the wilderness, and it's so funny too because I I complain about it, Mm -hmm. but I love it at the same time. Like when I'm taking these deep breaths of air um, and just seeing the the pace being different. And so, yeah, I encourage if you're in a similar boat, right? There's these moments of life where. You realize you could be doing something else. You could be somewhere else. I think the question I ask is, what is God doing now, though? You know, where am I being shaped? The same thing, like, we're going to have trouble going back to church from here. The thing is going to be like, oh, man, like, I don't want to go back to church. Like, I was able to get my pajamas and drink coffee from my table. And realize the same thing, going back into a place that may be uncomfortable. There's something you learn from angry Karen coming up to you and saying something reckless. There's something about being in the pew next to someone like that, that not just shapes them, but it shapes you. And so being willing to unhurry to those moments, to endure in those moments, mm-hmm. to allow God to work teaches us something that can only be learned in those contexts. And so the same thing, when you're in these moments of, it seems like the brakes are being put. Um, it seems like a difficulty is before your way. Stop and pray and ask and seek and say, Lord, what do, what are you trying to teach me by by letting this thing do its course? Mm-hmm. Um, and what would I miss if I hurried through it? And I think sometimes that begins to, as we journal that, as we begin to think through that in the moment itself, as we process with friends out loud around us, you'll begin to see God's at work. And he's, he's been working the whole time. It was just we finally slowed down long enough to look at it and see it. Um, right. So, yeah.
0: Right. And I think, no, thank you. And I think there's, um, yeah, a point that you had mentioned and it hit home with me a, a little bit ago was thinking about um, what do we need to let go from mm. Even from what what we were at to where we are now, and then again moving forward, like or moving to this whatever this new is, like what are we going to let go from now? That as we transition mm. again, and so I think there's always things that we're leaving behind, and always mm. things that we're trying to kind of pick back up or pick up along the way. And mm. I think one of those things, um, it sounds like in this being outside of a major city or and has its you know has its its differences. But I mean, a lot of people live outside of the city too, and it's like so you're seeing this way of life. And I think it would be interesting to see because a lot of companies now are allowing work from home.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, I think some of these major major organizations like Twitter, um, I believe, uh, or Google are like, yeah, indefinite yeah. work from home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so I think we're gonna, we might see people shifting away from, I don't know, we'll see, shifting away from like congregating in a city mm. and starting to find the value of communities outside yeah
1: um
0: and so i think there's a lot to learn as you said like being in this space of um being in the space of this difference right Mm. and we all encounter differences in our lives Mm. with uh being in different environments and it it can everything can kind of hit a trigger for us or hit hit kind of a, like this wow like this is not what i'm used to Mm. um and so really appreciating that and, and finding again finding the beauty in that Mm. And I think that's kind of one thing I want to transition to as well is just a few points um, about just the posture kind of of what mm. of how we how we can think about letting letting this go and you said kind of the first fruits of your day you're you're giving mm. up God like what do you want to do in this in this space and mm. I think that posture of surrender and just letting go I think is so helpful um, because I think it just takes makes the burden less
1: burdensome mm. right yeah yeah, it's it's just a disposition. It's just constant saying like Lord, I'm yours. Yeah. And whatever it looks like, it's and it's not it's not being fickle or, or just being like a you know, just a flopping reed in the wind or whatever. Right, it's just right, saying right. like Lord you have prominence in my life and right. I don't wanna give up that, you know.
0: Yeah. Well just to wrap up for this, so we'll be tra- the next episode we'll be transitioning into a little bit more on the solutions, mm. quote-unquote, right? I, I, I don't even like <laughs> to say solutions. Use, man. Right, I, don't right. know. <laughs> I don't even like saying solutions because it's like... Our best guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like where I think I'm being led. <laughs> mm. um, but there's a few, just a, a quote that I want to mention that, um, a few quotes I want to mention just to kind of leave us, mm. um, is uh, from John Eldridge's book, Love your neighbor as yourself is a horrible command. C.S. C. S. Lewis pointed out, if the self were simply to be hated, yeah. And then a, another. And then another. Another. Uh, this, that was a one liner. Here, this is a two liner. <laughs> God's outpouring of Himself is conditional. His grace is unconditional. His forgiveness is available to all. However, intimacy with Him, the treasures of His presence, the outpouring of His vibrant being into our thirsty
1: souls—that's
0: mm. for those who love Him. And so, beginning with love mm. is the way back toward. God. Mm. And so understanding that we are God's first love and are seeking to know more about Him mm. is what He desires. And so I, I really believe that in our in our in in, in our ability to see the value in mm. taking time to be present, to be in the moment, to be with our family, to be with, you know, one another, um in this context really is uh an act of love. Um mm. uh,
1: because we're also pouring back into ourselves as we're back to others. So, yeah. Um, and what a gift, right? That our God cares about your interior life. He cares about your pace. He cares about your mental health. He cares about your emotional, spiritual health. And, and that the God who created everything is aware of the intimate, small details of my world and being in a city of 2,400 people and my cares and worries enough that he's willing to slow me down to know my best interests. It's just, yeah. It's huge,
0: man. Yeah. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, that is all for today. Um, it's been a pleasure, and we will we'll come back come and we'll on. we'll be back and uh, for the next episode, which is be part two, and then we'll uh, we have a lot more coming down the pipeline as well. So we got some stuff on leadership. We got some stuff on marriage and dating. Um, and yeah, if there's if there's anything in particular that you want to um, you want to discuss, um, we're gonna have. Uh, a topic or two at the Mm. end where we're going to kind of see where, where people are, um, people are thinking it's a topic that we, uh, we haven't covered that we want Mm. to address. Um, and some more information will be, will be available soon, but have those ideas stirring and we'll, uh, yeah, some Q and A and we'll, um, so those cues our way. That's right. Q and A. A. And so, um, if, if you are, if you are interested, if you have some uh, questions, you can send an email to tbrondyke, T-B-R-O-N-D-Y-K, at theguyslikeus.com. All right, well, that's all we have for today. Until next time.
1: bless.